Now, on the line we have Lesia Scoli, and Lesia describes herself as Ukrainian-American-British and organised a rally on Monument Green in Weybridge last Sunday, and then there will be another one. So tell us about the, the first rally, please, Lesia. Sure. Well, first of all, it was really well attended, and I just wanted to thank the people of Weybridge for coming out to support Ukraine. There's more than 100 people that came out to wave flags, and it was a really cold day, but uh, people seemed to enjoy it. And it was really nice because I could bring some of my close friends um, to talk about their personal experiences um, about what's happening in Ukraine. And there is another rally plan for the 20th, I believe? Yes, we're, we're organizing for a Sunday, the 20th of March at 3 p.m., sort of the same time, same place um, on Monument Green in Weybridge. And uh, hopefully we'll have an update. I would have loved to think that we'd be just talking post-war, post-conflict and what you can do for refugees. But... Sadly, I'm not so sure that the conflict will be over by then. The, the war would be over by then. So, Yeah, now, I was at the rally and you talked about the history of Ukraine and a lot of different things. But there's also there's things that you want people to do to, to, to help. And I know there's a lot of people around the country collecting donations, collecting money, doing anything they can think of that's useful. So uh, perhaps you could start with a little bit of the history of Ukraine, because a lot of people in the West, they know that Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union, then the Soviet Union collapsed, and it's a separate country, but they don't really know much before then. Yeah, well, the Ukrainians, um, we consider ourselves to be a, a thousand-year-old nation, really. Uh, it's, we celebrated the millennium of Christianity in, in 1988, actually, because the first Kievan prince who adopted Christianity in 988 was uh, christened, actually, in the city of Kherson, which is now under siege. And um, the Russians would like to claim him, which is part of why they're invading. They, they, they consider that our history is their history. But in fact, um, we are people of that land. And really, Moscow didn't exist till, till much later. And um, we didn't exist as a nation state during the late medieval period. But during the early medieval period, for example, in, in the 10 hundreds, we had um, when St. Sophia's Cathedral was built. That's the cathedral you often see um, shown with the 13 gold domes. Um, in footage of Kiev, um, that that was there in 1037, and and the daughter of the the prince who who built that became queen of France in 1051. So we we really have a long history, and it's it's only because we were sacked by the Mongols in 1240 <laughs> that that we we had a demise in terms of statehood. But actually, as an as a as a people who have lived on that land, it's it's been since then, and we've fought off. Poles and Lithuanians and, and Russians, and we had our own Cossacks. And, you know, I mean, the history is just really long. Um, and it's and during the Soviet period, we were still split into because the Western part was, was um, first under Poland and then um, annexed by, by Hitler. And, and then the other half was under Stalin. And so it's very complex. You have to kind of really do your history to understand it. But certainly Ukraine has a long history. Do you have family? still in Ukraine, Lesia? Yes, I have a lot of family. Um, they're mostly in, in the western parts of Ukraine, which, which is where all the journalists are now reporting from, specifically in the city of Lviv, um, where most of the correspondents are now based as, as Kiev's under siege. Uh, but I do have really close friends who, um, for example, have family in the city of Irpin, which is the place that's being bombed relentlessly by the Russians as they've been trying to take that Holodomel air base nearby. And it's just north of Kiev, and that's the town that's now been sort of 90% destroyed. And it's really distressing to hear my friends, my really close friends, 
tell of their mothers hiding in, in bomb shelters. And these are you know, women in their 70s and 80s um, and crouching and for, for days on end. And it's, it, it's just, it, it's hard to explain to people because you walk around on a sunny day in Surrey and you just, um, and you can't imagine anything so brutal happening, but it's happening right now. Well, one newspaper headline that, that really caught me said, with placards and tears, Poles are greeting refugees like family. And just lots and lots of Poles are, are driving to the border and just taking people to their own home. And, you know, it says putting up signs like Hostel for Eight in Gdansk can take a family to Warsaw. And people from Germany and all over Europe are arriving on the borders, and um, as well as the Polish people, and just taking taking refugees to their own homes anywhere that's safe it's it is yeah, heart, the, heartwarming they're doing so much but obviously it's tragic that it has to be done yeah i actually have a, a personal um connection with that as well because i have a very close friend who lives in pshamish or Pshamish, as the ukrainians call it it's on just on the other side of the border in poland it's the one that's been most directly hit because there's um but hit by refugees coming out because it's the main road um and the main crossing point in that part of poland and um, my friend Andre has, on the very first day, he took 10 people to the train stations and put them on trains to Warsaw. I mean, just paying, paying their tickets and whatnot. And uh, right now he converted part of his school into a refugee center and they're just working nonstop. And, and the thing that's really important for, I think, especially the British audience, but any, any audience to remember is that, you know, we now have 1.5 million refugees and Poland is taking the bulk of them. And as you say, people are welcoming them into their homes. And unfortunately, legislation here in the UK is not even allowing Ukrainians in at the moment. I mean, I have I have spare rooms in my house. I'm fluent in the language and I could easily take people. But the UK visa is asking for visas and biometric data. And it's just not possible for for refugees to be able to, to, to get that. And the UK government really needs to speed up um, and get rid of the bureaucracy around the refugees. So that's part of your campaign is, is to try and make sure that people, Ukrainian refugees can get into the country more easily where they've got family and people waiting for them. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's obviously a key thing. Um, I think in terms of campaign per se, I mean, I I'm, I'm just really want people to be informed of the issues because the issues are complex, but they're not that complex. I mean, there's three main issues that um, are surrounding the war right now. First is that we need tougher sanctions and we need to punish the oligarchs because they are, after, ones, after all, the ones who finance Putin's regime. I mean, without the money coming in from all these various industries that these oligarchs have, and it, we're talking billionaires, Putin wouldn't have any any money to, to finance this war. And the second, and a lot of those, um, a lot of those oligarchs obviously live in London as well, so we can do a lot on that front. The second is obviously the refugees, and yes, we could we could do faster and better measures to uh, address the humanitarian crisis because right now we lag behind Europe. Um, we could <clears throat> make it much easier for them to come in and stop talking about these refugees as if they were a security risk. And the third thing we really need to do is, uh, you know, keep up the military aid to Ukraine so that we can end the war. Because at the moment, the Russians are bombing the cities to, to, to obliteration, and that can't continue. I mean, the Ukrainians are happy to fight, but at some point, we have to win. Yes. Um, now, you have circulated a letter urging people to, to write to their MPs about the situation in Ukraine and suggesting what they should be doing. Uh, if people want to contact you, 
what's the, what's the best way, Lesia? Um, well, at the moment, I haven't got anything other than my personal email. So I suppose if people get in touch with either the Wayward Society, which I'm affiliated with, they can also um, try to contact All About Waybridge, where I've just put up a site, and I'm going to try to get some details on it. But I think in terms of um, writing letters to the MPs, there are really so many ways that you can do this, because you can get on How to Help Ukraine on, on the Guardian website, for example. The Guardian has a great page on, and has a template on writing to your MPs. And if you want to write to your local representative in whatever country you are, if you just Google it, you will probably find a place where you can have um, a good, a, a bit of a pointer in that direction. I think it's not really hard for people to inform themselves at the moment. I think, for example, in the UK, we have the Ukrainian Institute London. Again, just you can Google that. That's, that's a website that has uh, lots of information, templates, um, charities to donate to. So... Um, Yes, it's really re important to write to your local representative because we need them to keep up the pressure um, on Putin. We need them to have sensible and honest legislation for refugees and immigrants eventually. And we also need you know, effective, credible and widespread sanctions on the corrupt Russian money. For example, in the UK, we've got legislation that's going through and the economic crime bill. But unfortunately, it gives oligarchs sort of, you know, <laughs> way too much time to to cash out of the of, of out of the market here. And meanwhile, you have refugees sitting on the border who have split seconds to decide what they do to do with their lives. And it's not fair. It's just it's not just that we um, give the oligarchs more time to square up their finances and get get out of the UK. Um, and yet we're not doing anything fast enough for the refugees. So I think all these points are important to, to write to MPs. Um, And equally, I think people can rally and they can donate to charities and they can inform themselves by reading books about Ukraine. Um, there's so many things that people can do. I think, I think the information is now out there. So your, your three main points are that Ukraine is fighting and will carry on fighting, but it needs more sanctions, stronger sanctions. It needs help for the refugees and it needs more military aid. Yes, that's. That's about it in a nutshell. I mean, it's not exactly easy to affect, but I think as far as, you know, as far as um, the UK is concerned or domestic policy is concerned, you can certainly do something about the sanctions and the refugees um, because those are things that are internal to us. We can punish the oligarchs and we can welcome refugees more. Um, the military aid is obviously a much larger, more international question because obviously the UK needs to work with all its allies. Um, but the Ukrainians are so grateful for what the British people have have given, have helped so far, and um, especially the the military support that the that the British Army has shown already in terms of training. And this is many years um, in the making. It's not something that happened overnight. So the Ukrainians are really, really grateful um, to all the assistance Britain has given. But we're now at the juncture where we're a week into the war, and we really need all we can get <laughs> if i can speak on behalf of ukraine at the moment although you know i'm a british citizen as well as an american citizen um it's it's just really it's really necessary that they they win this fight because they are fighting for freedom for democracy and in that sense they're fighting for the whole world yes now we're recording this on tuesday and president Zelensky is due to address the the uk parliament at five o'clock this afternoon so we all yes. hope that more can come out of that. 
when they hear directly from him. Yeah, he's uh, he's been a he's been a real sort of instant hero, but I think in Ukraine people just feel like he's doing his job, which is what he should be doing. And the former president is also fighting. He's in the command of a battalion. Um, you know, everybody from accountants to physicists to doctors have even taken up arms because everyone's in the fight and everyone's in it together. So um, I think you've got massive support for Zelensky as a president um, in terms of Ukrainians, but also internationally. I think people are have really warmed to him. So it will be really interesting to hear what he has to say. And, and, and I just hope that the British government is able to give him as much aid as he requests. The, the next rally for Ukraine is Monument Green on the Sunday the 20th, I believe. Yes, 3 p.m., and let's hope for nice, some nice weather. <laughs> and you're planning some music, Ukrainian music. Uh, yes, and we have uh, we have a mystery person who's just volunteered to play some bagpipes. So, you know, watch that space. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to put people off. No, uh, I mean, you could play the Ukrainian anthem, which is now right, beca- yes. doing the rounds on, on all kinds of social media. If you haven't heard it yet, please do. It's a, it's a really moving song. Yeah. With really moving lyrics, uh, which include... Uh, we will lay down our souls and our bodies for our freedom, which is a line that was actually written in the 1830s. Um, so it's incredible that we've been fighting that long for our freedom, and that's just in the modern period. But yes, fighting again and again. Fight. Yes. Yeah, we'd like to. We'd like to finally finish though, and just have our country and get on with, get on with better things than fighting the Russians. Well, thank you for talking to us today, Lacy and. Um Best, best wishes with all the things that you're doing. Thank you so much. Thanks for making time. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye.